And welcome back. It's Midday. I'm Tom Hall, joined by our theater critic, Jay Wynn Russick. Hey, Judy, welcome. Thank you, Tom. Judy's on Zoom, and we are going to talk about Broadway Bound. It's a Neil Simon play that's at the Vagabond Players. So, Judy, this play is a little different from the standard Neil Simon comedy. Uh, In what ways? What do you think? Well, Tom, a lot of his plays have a bit of a serious streak running through them. But when we think of standard Neil Simon comedies, we think of nonstop laughs. The Odd Couple, Plaza Suite, The Out-of-Towners. Broadway Bound is a more serious play, a bit of a drama from the start. It's part of a semi-autobiographical trilogy that Simon wrote. The letter B recurs in all three titles, Brighton Beach Memoirs, Biloxi Blues, and Broadway Bound. I interviewed Neil Simon after he'd written the first of these, Brighton Beach Memoirs, and he told me, I don't really consider that in certain areas I'm writing comedy anymore. The plays in this trilogy focus on a character named Eugene and on his family. We follow Eugene from adolescence to basic training in World War II to Broadway Bound. In Broadway Bound, Eugene and his older brother Stanley are trying to break into comedy writing. More specifically, they're auditioning to write comedy sketches for CBS. And they really struggle with this until finally they follow that tried-and-true maxim, write what you know. And that's basically what this play is. The names may be different, but Neil Simon is showing how he broke into show business. I mean, this is what led to his writing for Phil Silvers and for Jackie Gleason and Sid Caesar. But in the play, he's also showing us the dynamics of a lower middle class Jewish family, the Jeromes. They live in Brighton Beach, Brooklyn in the late 1940s. So tell us about the Jeromes, the family in this play. Do the actors' performances make the characters you know, seem like they really are all from the same family? Yes, yes, they do. Um, it's a complicated family. It's a complex family. They have a lot of issues. I mean, what family doesn't have issues? Um, for the most part, the performances are strong, and they're very sensitively directed by Steve Goldklang. I'm going to start with the older generations, the foundation of the family. Amy Jo Shapiro is pitch perfect as Eugene's mother, Kate. Kate has devoted her life to her family, to taking care of her household, a household that includes her husband, her sons, and her parents. But Kate's mother has moved out, and Kate's own marriage is also on rather shaky ground. Amy Jo Shapiro does a really excellent job with Kate's range of emotions, from pride in her sons to anger at her husband, anger that she struggles hard to keep under the surface. But, Tom, when that anger breaks through, you can see it. You even see it in the aggressive way that Amy Jo Shapiro folds a tablecloth. Her Kate is tough. Kate's father, Eugene's grandfather, also in the play, he's a hardcore socialist. It's the kind of character that could be a caricature. But Jeff Murray's performance as the grandfather leaves no doubt that though he may be kind of gruff politically, he really loves his grandsons. That's something we don't see much of in Tom Peters' depiction of Kate's husband. He has one foot out the door when the play begins. I have to say the way the character is written, he's selfish and he has little to no redeeming qualities. But Tom Peters does make this worn-down garment cutter feel very much like a man of his time. 
So if you've just joined us, that's Jay Wynn Russick, our theater critic here at Midday. We're talking about a new production of Broadway Bound at the Vagabond Players here in Baltimore. So, uh, Judy, how about the younger generation? The characters representing Neil Simon and his brother seem to be at the, the core of this place, of this play. Uh, how does their relationship come across in this production of Vagabonds? They are the core of the play, and they have a very close relationship. But they also have very distinct personalities, and the actors make those distinctions very believable. Andy Belt plays Stanley, the older brother. He plays him as more sophisticated, more worldly. He's slicker. He's a go-getter. He's also a rather nervous type. Isaiah Mason Harvey plays Eugene as much more easygoing. He's a very likable character. He's smart but not a smart aleck the way um, Isaiah Mason Harvey plays him. And he has a very sweet relationship with his mother. Eugene eavesdrops on his elders a lot, and that's very helpful because he also narrates this play. The character is kind of a cross between Tennessee Williams' alter ego, the narrator of The Glass Menagerie, and James Joyce's portrait of the artist as a young man, and of course, Neil Simon himself. Um, Eugene also has lots of tenderness, and he brings out the tenderness in his mother. He asks her about the time she danced with the movie star George Raft, and Eugene convinces her to show him, to dance with him. The way this is written and the way that Isaiah Mason Harvey and Amy Jo Shapiro perform it, it's just magical. And Steve Goldklang directs it magically. Good for them. Now, this play takes place uh, post-World War II, the late 1940s. How well does the Vagabonds production convey that particular time period? Well, and it takes place specifically in the year 1949. And the time period is clear the moment you see the set. The set's designed by Roy Steinman. It has two crucial pieces of furniture. It's a fairly crowded room, but these two pieces stand out. There's a large radio in a wooden cabinet. It's basically the size of a mailbox. And when the family gathers around this radio to listen to the broadcast of a sketch that Eugene and Stanley have written, the radio practically becomes a character in the play. The second really crucial piece of furniture is a heavy dining room table. It's a table with five chairs. It's a family family heirloom. And Kate treats this table with the respect and the fondness that's kind of missing in her marriage. Uh, There are other period props. There's an old-time black telephone. And, of course, the brothers have a typewriter. The typewriter's in Eugene's bedroom on a raised platform. And there's a staircase leading to the bedroom. This is a lot of stuff for the Vagabonds' small stage. Um, Eugene does most of his eavesdropping on the staircase, so it's very important, too. Tom, this was a time when men wore hats and pleated trousers and women almost always wore dresses and then they covered them up with aprons when they were working in the kitchen. And the production gets that right, too. So you you said the play really does have this good feel of the 1940s. Does it also feel relevant today or is this, you know, is this an exercise in nostalgia? Well, there is a lot of nostalgia, I have to admit. And part of that is because we rarely see families with three generations under the same roof anymore. And Neil Simon told me, I wanted the audience to remember and to be touched or to wish for a time like that to be in our lives again. That closeness of a family where we all can lean on each other and help each other. But of course, families are families. Uh, There are recognizable truths in the play's relationships between the brothers between husbands and wives, and between middle-aged children and their elderly parents. So it's nostalgia, but at the same time, it reminds us that the good old days had some cracks in them. 
they weren't always so easy. Indeed, they did. Broadway Bound, it's at the Vagabond Players until January 29th. And Judy, before we go, I want to mention some other big news in the theater universe here in Baltimore. Arena Players, which is the oldest continually operating African-American community theater in the United States, uh, is receiving a $4 million federal grant to uh, uh, fix up their uh, physical plant, uh, their theater uh, in central Baltimore. There's going to be a press conference this afternoon uh, at 2 o'clock. Senator Van Hollen, Senator Cardin, uh, Congressman Mfumi are going to be uh, at Arena Players, uh, and they are going to talk about this grant, $4 million coming from the federal government to assist Arena Players. So that's big news for them, and uh, oh, we congratulate it's, it's, them. It's so exciting. It's exciting for the theater community in Baltimore. It's very exciting for this theater. It's much needed. And I couldn't be happier for them. Yeah, me too. So good news for them. Congratulations, Arena Players. So next week, Judy, you and I are going to talk about a musical that's about writing a musical. It's at the Spotlighters (laughs) Theater. uh, And it's hard to even say what it is because it's kind of like parentheses title of show so you you sort of fill in the blank uh and we'll you can explain all of that and how that works to us next week thanks so much i appreciate it thank you tom that's it for us today coming up tomorrow a new documentary will explore the effectiveness of the practice of giving tax breaks to developers to stimulate growth here in baltimore city do these tax breaks work or do they simply exacerbate economic inequality I'll speak with Jane Miller, formerly of WBAL-TV and a great friend of this program, as well as Stephen Janice and Taya Graham. They're with the Real News Network, and they have made a documentary film, a new one, called Tax Broke. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow here on Midday. Here and Now is up now after news at the top of the hour, so stick around for that. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for sticking around during this hour of Midday today and every day. I appreciate it. Have a great day. This is your public radio, 88.1 WYPR.